welcome to the Goalie Mindset Podcast. My name is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy, and my purpose is to help goalies have a dominating goalie career. This is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy. This is the Goalie Mindset Podcast. Excited to have on here today, longtime friend and former goaltender we would have played against or close to playing against in the Western Hockey League to Wayne Labry, the head scout for the Brooks Bandits. And the Brooks Bandits were the top junior team, I believe, in all of Canada last year and had three, four guys in the NHL. I was at the NHL draft in Nashville and had like four guys drafted, more than a lot of major junior teams had. And, and a, a big a big part of that is Wayne's work with the team. Wayne, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. So I'm going to ask you a question I'm going to ask you a few questions here. The first one is, as a, as, a, as a head scout of a junior team, what do you look for in goalies when you, when you, when you watch them? What do you, what do you look for? What are you looking for? Yeah. I, the puck. I know you're looking for them to stop the puck. Yeah, you got to stop the puck, no question. But I think one, one big thing is compete. Um, you you got to have high-end compete, and you, you got to be able to, to, to shake things off when things aren't necessarily going right. And, you know, your, your body language on how you react to getting scored on, how you react to, you know, winning a game. I, you know, if I see goalies that win a game and they're all excited and they're jumping around, well, you know, I, I think sometimes you got to act, uh, you got to act the part a little bit. Um, you know, so I think as a young goaltender, hey, just minute by minute, second by second, never watch a score clock. Um, just make, uh, make saves when you need to. I love it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so just, just to, to recap a few things that you said there, that was, that was some powerful stuff. So number one was compete level, compete level. And after that, we had bounce back after not making a save. And then after that was like overall body language, both ways, probably after not making a save, but also like when they win a game and how they handle it. And what I call like being in like the, the athlete mindset, so to speak. And let's talk first Let's talk about the first one there that you mentioned, and that that is compete. Can you can you share a little bit more about what you look for in compete? Yeah, and I think that starts in practice. Ultimately, I think our goaltenders and Brooks, they they get a lot of shots. They're two on O's, three on O's, three on ones. Um, you know, it's it's making those saves. Um, you know all the time, you know, not giving up on pucks, even though it might seem like it's a ways to go, you're getting over there, you're trying to make every save. And I think once you get that mentality in your head, um, everything else kind of falls into place, but you, you got to have a high end compete in practice. And, you know, ultimately that will carry over into games. Love it. Love it. Okay. So, and, and so here's a question. I, I get this sometimes from goaltenders. And they may say, well, you know, I, I play really calm, cool. I'm just changing your name here just to, to put your full name there. Uh, they'll, they'll say, you know, I play calm, I play cool. Uh, so sometimes it doesn't look like I'm working hard. Does that look bad with the scouts? What would you, like, and maybe, I don't know, is, would a Carey Price be a good example of that? Or who would be a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think you got to, that, that's a great example, you know, but that, again, I think that's, that's, totally a different level that's totally a different person um you know I, I think as you get bigger as you get stronger it does become to look easier because you're you're physically got the inside motor to, to get side to side 
um, when you're young, you, you, you know, it might not look so graceful. You, 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 you got to push a little bit harder, but that, that's just the development stage. So, um, yeah, there are bullies that sometimes make things look calm and everything sucks into them. There's no rebounds, but again, that's, that's a kid that's put in a lot of work on and off the ice and with his goaltending coach, et cetera, and uh, has really put a lot of effort into his craft. Got it. Okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. And so, so next, next thing that you mentioned was the bounce back, the bounce back after not making a save. What do you look for as far as bounce back goes? Is it body language you're looking for? Is it their, their, how they react as soon as like they, they, they don't make a save, you know, some guys will look up in the air and they'll put their hands up and they'll, they'll point at their D man or stuff like that. What do you, what do you look for as far as bounce back? Yeah, and a lot of it is body language, you know, where you go, do you skate into the corner, do you stay there with your head down? Um, I can often tell in young goaltenders, you know, even junior guys that, you know, if they have a rough one and, a you know, one that gets by them and their head goes down, it can pile up very, very quickly. Um, so, you know, I think the biggest thing is, hey, it's done, you can't let you know, you, you can never get it back. Unfortunately, that light lights up behind you. And that's, that's the frustrating thing, but that's the part of the position. And, you know, then again is, you know, you, you get out, you get, you get out of the dress room and you get in the car and you know what your parents say to you. And I, I can't stress it enough to parents is, Hey, like, again, be careful what you say to these young guys, because it's a very, very fragile position. And, um, you know, sometimes phrasing versus, being a little too analytical um, can can go a long ways because if you you start you know breaking it down with a young man in a vehicle, um, it, it can also fester and get go game to game where all of a sudden now you've played three four bad games in a row. Yeah, yeah, I'm, it's funny. I'm dealing with that with one parent right now. Right, yeah, the, the exact same thing. Right, yeah, the the, the criticism, which uh, which does not help. I remember, I remember uh, uh, talking to Jerry Carey Price's dad, is saying that if he did not have a good game, he wouldn't even bring it up in the car. He's like, if Carey wants to talk about it, he'll talk about it. Yeah, talk about Carey, talk about Kale McCarr and great Gary McCarr. You know, is I wish every parent could talk to a guy like Gary McCarr or Jerry Price or Carey's dad. Is um, you know, those guys are successful for a reason because they were brought up. Yeah, in a totally different world. And obviously the rest is history with those two gentlemen. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So tell me more about body language that you look for in like say different parts of the game besides after not making a save. What is it like, is it in between whistles or when, when would that be? And what are you yeah, talking about? to your talking to your teammates? You know, are you yelling at your defenseman? Or are you, you mad? Or are you slapping your stick on the ice? Stuff like that. Um I remember Ken Hitchcock saying, you know, the good ones are the, you know, you're a duck on the water and you're scrambling like hell, you know, your feet are moving underneath the water, but you look so calm on top. Um, that's really what a goaltender needs to be like. Um, you know, just your perception of, you know, what the other team sees, what the referees see, what the other coach sees. You just got to, you know, kind of play the part and just say hey, nothing's going to affect me tonight. Do you want more shutouts? There's nothing more powerful than my private Zoom coaching to help you perform better to get more shutouts. Check it out at PeteFry.net.
Nice, nice. Okay, fantastic. And, and you, you were a goaltender yourself. So to me, that's what makes you special uh, as far as like a hockey scout goes, is that you were a goaltender. And you know, there's a lot of scouts out there that say we're not goaltenders and they're they're looking at goaltenders and they may not just know near as much as, as what you know. Tell us a little bit about when you played junior, based on what you see, what you've seen since then, is there anything that you would have changed in your career as far as like any part of the game or how you dealt with things based on what you've seen since that time? So you, you can look back and you got like a second go at it. What would you do maybe a little bit differently? Well, one, I'd be your size. Um, you know, a big guy. So that was a big problem. You know, not so much back then, but now it would be, you know, five, how, seven, how tall five, eight, how tall, how five tall eight guy, five, eight guy uh, doesn't oh. go, you know, it's, it, you got to really battle it. But how, it, how old's not, Pokey Reddick? How old's Pokey Reddick? Or how, how tall Pokey, is Pokey Reddick? Pokey Reddick wasn't very big. Um, Drago Adam, who ended up taking my spot in U.S., wasn't a real big guy. Um, so I don't really look at size. I'm not a big size guy. I know at the National Hockey League level, you have to be. But again, I think if you've got the mind, you've got to compete. Um, sometimes you, smaller guys are really over, really over. But, you know, back to your question, would I do anything different? You know, obviously it was a different era then with goaltending coaches nobody really knowing anything about goaltending you go to a hockey school and they say go side to side you go up and down and up and down and um you know the game has changed so much but um you know um then you get to the junior level and you know your good friend my good friend and bill ranford um that that short stint i was in u.s in the western hockey league coming out of really nowhere um, but just battling my way through camp and, and, and getting an opportunity to live with Bill and, and hang with him for four and a half months while I was in the Western League. Uh, I think I learned more about goaltending in that four months with him than I did my entire career. Um, and to this day, obviously, we're still really close friends and we chat a lot. So, um, you know, everybody's path is different and you kind of look back on how it worked and you wish you could have did this, wish you could have did that. But uh, I just tend to look forward and say, Hey, I was so fortunate to be around a lot of really good people and a lot of good players and coaches. And um, it's just kind of carried me on to, to what I'm doing now. I love it. I love it. Uh, and so when you went there, what, what was, was punch the coach? Uh, Patty Janelle was Patty okay. Janelle was, and then yeah, and then we had uh, a rough start there, but we had a great team with Mark Recky and you know the late mm. Todd Hugh and Bill Ranford in in that. So you know we, we were we weren't getting the the wins and losses, obviously, but you know I was just kind of the other guy on the other end that you know when they could never score on Bill, they would just come down shoot on me and and, and get their confidence up. I always oh, say, come on, come on. <laughs> Too, too humble there. I used to hate going. You know, I need. I needed myself back then. I used to hate going to the New West to play. I needed Queen's myself. Park, yeah, my mindset. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's had negative connotations. Anyways, the reason I asked about Drago is, is there's a really, really funny story about about Ernie McLean because maybe it's a good thing you didn't play for for Ernie there because did did you hear what happened to, to Drago when he uh, he got hit from behind and he couldn't move his head? No, no. Okay, so I got I got 
going to share this in a way so, so it's appropriate for everyone. Okay. It's a really funny story. We were just at, you know, Punch McLean. Punch is a great yeah. friend of mine. He is a legend, phenomenal coach. Punch won two Memorial Cups, took his team to the Memorial Cup four times. And it was different back then. It was different back then, right? Yeah. Coaches, you know, they, they could use more stronger tactics than, than they can now. And so, so Drago, I think they're playing in Kamloops and he gets run from behind. And so the next game, Drago says they're actually playing against us, playing against Victoria. And it's a, it's a morning skate. And Drago, the after he got hit in Camus, he went to the doctor. He could not move his head at all. He couldn't move it. And he was in so much pain. And the doctor says, you're out for at least three, four weeks, right? Get, writes him up what he has, a note, and gives it to him. And so, so in the morning skate, Drago's sitting in his stall. And he's got his, you can picture Drago sitting in his stall. He's kind of got his head down, but he's got a warm towel over his head. And the trainer comes in and says, Drago, why aren't you getting dressed? And he's like, I can't play. I can't even move. And he's like, here, see this from the doctor. So he's, so Drago says the trainer reads the note. And he's like, oh, I guess you're not playing then. And he says, right then, as soon as the trainer said that, Punch McLean, Ernie McLean, the coach, walks in the dressing room. And he goes, drags. He goes, why, why aren't you getting changed? Why aren't you getting dressed? And, and Drago said the same thing that he said to the trainer. He said, I can't even move. Here's a note from the doctor. I can't even move. And so, so Ernie gets that note. He looks, at it, he looks back at, at Drago and he goes, crumples it up, throws it in the garbage. And, and he gets down, like he said, and Drago said, because, you know, Ernie was like about 60 back by then, right? Yeah. He says, so he gets down on like one knee, takes him a bit to get down on one knee, and he comes up from underneath Drago. Now, for you guys that don't know, Ernie has a, a glass eye. He got in a plane crash, has a glass eye. And so, so he comes up and he says, he, he says, he gets his face about, you know, about a foot away from my face. And he takes his finger and he moves his eye to the side. And imagine this. And Drago's like, I'm looking right down his skull, basically. And, and he looks at me, he's like, Drago, tell someone that gives an F. I won't say the word. <laughs> someone that gives an F. He says, you're playing. <laughs> and so Drago said, the funniest part looking back is that, well, then the trainer looks at him in the exact same voice that he says, oh, I guess you're not playing. He, the trainer goes, oh, I guess you're playing. That's hilarious. That he had to play. Yeah. He had to play. And, and yeah. it. so I thought you would enjoy that. So I said, maybe it was a good thing. That didn't play. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, anyways, what is the one piece of advice that you would love to give to the oncoming goaltenders and maybe goalies that right now they've just gone through tryouts. Maybe they didn't make the team that they wanted to make. What, what would you tell them to do? You know what? And this kind of sounds, you know, with the exception of the elite guys like Carey Price and, you know, guys that, you know, you Bill Ranford, you talk about, or, you know, Carter Hart and those guys. Um, I think you have to be able to go through the, some shit, I call it. Um, that'll serve you well going forward. I find at our level or even the Western Hockey League level, I think the kids that have it too easy and they're too good and they get ice shoved down their throat and they're always making these prep teams and team brick and all that. By the time they're 17, 18, a lot of those guys die off just simply because now it's hard. Now I have to physically try out. I'm trying to make a good AJ team like in the Brooks Bandits or I'm trying to play in Portland. Now all of a sudden the competition level comes up and, and they've never gone through it and they don't know how to deal with it. Um, obviously, you do a good job with what you do and you help train these guys like to, to prepare for that. But 
it's easier said than done. I, I think, you know, the kids that have to go through a little bit of stuff and get cut and, you know, get told they're not good enough is, hey, you know, um, just uh, let it, you know, take take the criticism, learn from it, work harder, um, you know, and more often than not, it'll work out if it's meant to, if it's meant to be. I love it. Yeah, that is fantastic advice. And sometimes you just got to get through minor hockey. You know what I mean? Like there's there's politics or stuff like that that happens. In the yeah, that, that's the biggest thing now is the uh, the politics, the coaching, not knowing really what a goalie is all about, what it takes to play that position. And then you got, you know, negative teammates, negative parents. It's tougher to play goal now than I think it was when you and I played. When you and I played, or you know, go back, to, you know, even 15 years, you had to go to a camp, you had to try out, you had to compete. You you got a letter, and you either went or you did. Now it's these kids are signing um, letter of intents, and they're you know committed before they even go to camp or trials, whether it's U14, U18, and I it drives me nuts is because all we're doing is we're setting kids up to fail when it really counts to, at the next level. Well, Wayne, I cannot thank you enough for coming on, my friend. You let me know when you're in Vancouver. We'll go for a hike, right? We'll go for yeah, a hike. Yeah, for sure. Like that. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks a lot for coming on. This is Pete Fry, the Goalie Mindset Guy with the Goalie Mindset Podcast. Thanks a lot for Wayne Labry, Brooks Bandits, Head Scout, for coming on today. This, this is a phenomenal show. Thanks a lot, Wayne. I really appreciate it, my friend.